0: Securities and investment advisory services offered through NEXT Financial Group, member of FINRA, SIPC, Texas Hill Country Advisors, not not affiliate with NEXT. This material is not intended as an offer solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance is not guaranteeing future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert, and Texas Hill Country Advisors and not those of NEXT. The S&P 500 is a market cap-weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of in the U.S. economy, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue chip stocks. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Market Update brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Advisors your local Texas Hill Country source for what's going on in the economy, the stock market, and the world of personal finance. We are your co-host, Andrew Gay and Gilbert Pies, Independent Financial Advisors of Texas Hill Country Advisors, right here in beautiful Kerrville, Texas. It is 9.30 on the dot this morning, so let's jump to it. In this show, we're going to talk about the newly released uh, inflation metric that came out this morning. There was a couple of other pieces of economic data that came out, um, and then we're going to kind of give a quick update on where we're at uh, week and year to date since we haven't been here for three days. I think last time we did this was, was Friday. So um, we were on a hi- hiatus, helping maybe, out one of our partners.
1: Yeah, maybe we should do a hiatus more often so the market will go up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we've had a, we've had several winning days. Here in the market so far. So if you if if we close, if we are lucky enough to close out positive today, that would be five days in a row of gains uh, for the stock market here in the US, which would be fantastic to see considering August has been kind of a tough month. So uh, we're looking to close it out, close out the month on a on a positive note. Um so let's uh take a quick peek here Dow Jones is up over 3 tenths of a percent S&P same and Nasdaq is the leader this morning so far up over half a percent about 6 tenths of a percent so far on the day uh yields look like they're down across the board we were talking about that this this morning a little bit uh what did you say you, you cuz you just looked at the the 10 years down it's trying to get back to 4%, but it's at 4.1 yes. right now. And the two-year, I think, is sub-five, right? Yeah, the,
1: more importantly, the two-year, uh, for a while there, the two-year was headed to five and a half. It, it was it was pretty tough looking it was, there. It was giving the market some jitters. Yeah, it was. It really was. And and, and we're just talking about the two-year because even shorter term, the two-month rate was even higher. Uh, but, but now that we've seen the equity market start to recover here towards the end of August, we started to see yields pull back. And so this morning, the two-year was down below five. It was 498, I think it was. And then right, uh the 10-year was uh, back down to 410 yeah. uh, from its high of a um, little bit higher than four and a quarter. So uh that's good. That's good. We're going to have yeah. to see yields drop back if we expect the equity markets to move up Uh and vice versa. When the yields move up, we're going to see the equity markets have a real tough time moving up.
0: Yeah. And a couple of reasons why I think that's important. Number one is, is these are not when we're talking about yields on treasuries and and those kind of reflect like a, a market interest rate if you will that's kind of floating around out there when we talk about the interest rate that the fed controls that's really uh the you can kind of think about the one that the fed controls is like a bottom interest rate for pretty much every other interest rate um, that's kind of piled on top of it out there in the market Two is what gilbert is talking about the reason that's important and the reason we've been watching it so closely over the last year year and a half is because it's the yield curve is inverted so the treasuries that are dated shorter term are actually yielding or have a higher interest rate associated with them than the ones that are dated long term. And logically, that doesn't make a lot of sense. You, you typically not have what they call the inverted yield curve. Uh, it would just be a, a regular sloping upward into the right um, curve. So it would be nice to see some of those on the left-hand side. Um, of the curve or the shorter end of the curve kind of come down. And that's kind of what we're seeing this morning. But it also makes sense why the, that's kind of why the we think that the equity market's probably up. For sure. Um, but, you know, it's a myriad of factors. There's there's still some earnings trickling in. And uh, more importantly, let's talk about the economic data we got this morning because that's a, that was a key highlight this morning for markets. This is what we got this morning was the second metric of inflation that we get every month. So we got CPI is the one we get about in the middle of the month for the previous month. And then we get this one, which is PCE towards the end of the month. Uh, same time period, though. So both these readings that we got in August were actually for July. What we saw this morning was that the PCE ticked up to three point three percent year on a year-over-year basis, and that was up from a three percent from the previous reading. But it's not really worrisome because CPI already did this earlier. The, the first metric that we got of inflation this month for July did the same thing, and I think the Fed is not too too worried about it, just because. This is the last mile of the inflation fight, and it's deemed uh, so far that it's probably going to be the toughest. And we think that inflation might bounce around a little bit. They've wrestled it all the way down from the 9.1 percent peak that we had in the summer of last year. Uh, so they're trying to get to 2 percent. Uh, they've made their way all the way to 3, but it's not too unexpected that some of these readings might kind of fluctuate a little bit on their way to 2 percent. Or At least that's what the Fed is, is hoping there. We also got two other pieces of economic data this morning, personal spending, personal income. Uh, Personal spending came in slightly above expectations, and personal uh, uh, income came in slightly below, which is good. We want to see wages cool off, so does the Fed, uh, but we need spending to cool off as well. Uh, So some of that economic activity can die down and help the Feds fight against inflation, get all the way to 2%. Yeah, you
1: you ever think of the analogy of uh, your toothpaste? You're, you're squeezing your toothpaste out of the tube the yeah. t- when the tube is full it's easy to get the toothpaste out but when the toothpaste or the tube is starting to uh flatten out quite a bit it's really hard to get that last little bit out and i don't know about you but i squeeze my toothpaste tube all the way man i yeah i squeeze that thing every which way i can't even go out and get a pair of pliers and pull that thing together and Uh, to pull out every single last drop of toothpaste. And that's what the Fed's doing there. That's
0: exactly right. That's a great analogy.
1: Yeah. When the uh, inflation tube was full, it was easy to squeeze that sucker down. But now that we're getting towards the end, it's going to be really, really tough for them to get that last little bit down to 2%.
0: Yeah. I guess it's, it's easier to get it from 9.1% down towards like the, you know, sub five range, but it's a whole different ball game to try to get it from 3% to 2%. Yes. So, uh, you know, a couple of other mentions that we wanted to make this morning. One was uh, we we're seeing a lot of, uh, of um, short like CDs and those types of things be, uh, as a popular idea for a lot of uh, investors, just because they're yielding uh, you know rates that we haven't seen in years, right? right? So. We, we had a discussion with someone yesterday and, and this came up in the conversation, but we think that, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting five, probably even over 5% with the CD right now. I think what we, the latest, I think there's some 535s out there. Yes. So you're getting five and a quarter for a one-year CD, which is great. Um, it's FDSE insured and and and, you know, you know what you're going to get there. However, I think that CDs, I think the way that the, the phrase that we came up with was CDs are great for a moment in time, but they're not necessarily good over time, um, because essentially what you have to think about if, if you're an investor is that if I put my money and I yield, you know, five percent, maybe a little more over a year, I'm going to get that money back at the end of the year and I'm going to have to reinvest it, re- reinvest it. And there is something called reinvestment risk where b- because what you're basically doing is it, the risk there as an investor is that you're you're at risk of rates being lower once that thing matures and you get the money back and then have to reinvest it at something at a lower rate. Um, So one idea uh, could potentially be that you look at something that would still give you some kind of yield, but that doesn't uh, come back and and cause you to have that reinvestment risk um, in the short term. Right. For sure. Um, So. What else, Gilbert? Anything else floating around in the back of your mind that you want to mention this morning before we close it out? <laughs>
1: now, there's always something floating around in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Most of it's highly inappropriate and probably not fit for uh, public consumption. Yeah. But, uh, Anything as, worth knowing. as far as investments go, you know, here's what I would go back to in, in terms of interest rates, because that that's really when we look at the market right now, it's, it's all based on. The short term or, and, and, you know, the intermediate term outlook for interest rates. And uh, that then is tied into what is inflation doing. So it, we're seeing inflation moderate for sure. And so that means that the feds are probably going to skip raising interest rates in September. I think we looked at the numbers this morning and it indicates that there's an 80% chance of the feds keeping interest rates steady for the next meeting in September, September right. 22nd. I think, I think so. Yeah. Uh, 20th, maybe? 20-something 20, 20 in September, I know, is when they're going to meet. So the, the likelihood of the Feds leaving rates the same for September is is pretty high. Now, when you go into November, that, that would be their next meeting, early November. Uh, the likelihood of them raising rates, I think, right now is split basically 50-50. I would submit to you that the Feds probably still have one more rate rise in the tank, but they're probably going to skip for September and maybe raise in November. I still think that's very likely. Um, so that's what I would be looking for. That means that we should have a nice little run up until the meeting in, in September. That in September, when they make the announcement that they're not raising rates, what we've been seeing, again, we'll go back to the pattern we've talked about before here, is we will we will see mark the market drop off a little bit in September, yep. uh, for about a week to 10 days. And then we'll have a good October until we get into the November meeting and see what happens there. Um, and and, and it's, it's strange if you go back and look at all the rate rises over the past year and a half, that, that's in essence what's been happening. You get this, uh, uh, after, as soon as the announcement is made, you get a little drop off in of the market, week to 10 days, and then you'll see a, a nice little move up until the next announcement, and then you'll see the pattern repeat. Now, it's not, it's not perfect. It's not a hundred percent consistent. And some of those little dips have been more than 10 days, some of them and shorter than 10 days, but it, it's a strange dynamic where you see that pattern pretty much play out the same way uh, since they've been in the rate rise cycle. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if we have that same consistent pattern over the next few um, months. Uh,
0: but, but always remember, the pattern's the pattern until it ain't. I was just about to say, <laughs> because we got three more meetings before the end of the that's year. Right. And if they're done after that, that pattern probably, it, we probably won't see that. It'll it'll definitely roll over to something else. Because yes. once the once the markets know that the Fed is done, uh, things are going to change a little right. bit. Uh, right. At least for the foresight of what the market is looking, to, uh, that's coming down the road.
1: Right, right. So so the, the like I say, the pattern is the pattern until it ain't anymore. Uh, When's that going to be? We don't know. Uh, we're we're not smart enough to know that answer. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if that pattern continues through September, through October, and into November. And then we'll 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 have to reevaluate then. And and that's kind of the beauty of the market. You you always get to reevaluate, reevaluate, and yes, see so. how things have changed. Right. If your situation has changed, then you make changes. But if your situation hasn't really changed. Um, a lot of this can sometimes just be noise and there's really not a need to do anything. That's right. Be patient, except be patient. Yes. Yeah.
0: Good. And it it is all about your personal situation. So yes, um, just because of what's happening out there in the market doesn't mean that your personal situation has changed and therefore it doesn't necessarily warrant you to do anything different than you're doing right now. But if you're curious about that, we know a couple of financial advisors that would be uh, happy to talk to you about that. Absolutely. (laughs) uh, A couple of other things close out here that are kind of on the cusp of what to expect to close out the week and the month. So tomorrow we will actually get Jobs data, unemployment data uh, for the month of August. We get those very quickly. So tomorrow, being the first of September, we will get those numbers out early tomorrow before the markets open. And if we do a quick check on where we're at year to date, this was where we were sitting at the beginning of this week. Nasdaq still up over thirty percent year to date. Dow Jones is up over five percent, and this S and P sitting at sixteen percent. That was the beginning of this week. So we will see how they close out today for the month of August and close out the week after tomorrow okay guys that will do it for us today thank you so much for tuning in don't forget interact with us share our content helps other people find our show we're on facebook linkedin and youtube most weekdays the stock market is open in all places you find your podcast including spotify thank you guys so much take care have a great rest of your day and we will be back here tomorrow morning we'll see you then